For any Yankee fans looking for a podcast to listen to, I suggest you check out NYY Sports Talk. Are you listening? Tune into the fellas. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There's no BS, there's no drama. Uh. Just feel like you with the fellas talking baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 249 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Oh, and... <laughs> SGR. What up? What's what up, bro? What's up, dude? Sorry, man. I got used to you not being here. Huh? Wow. Yeah, no, it's cool. Dig, it's cool, early you know, dig. Like, Step away from the mic. Early dig. Well, you know, you know, we still are on the. We're dig. You know, we're doing we're our dig. thing here, where it could possibly be the final season of the pod, and you know, you you know how sometimes shows um, do spinoffs after the uh, they reach their end. Uh, we've been talking about doing a spinoff Pirates pod, and that's what Ryan's been up to the past few weeks. He's been getting some information. True, true. Uh, I even yeah. got myself a Garrett Cole Pirates bobblehead in if, in case we uh, we go down that route there. So okay. wow, just in case, uh-huh. just in case, we got to be prepared on all levels. Okay, um, and uh, Yankees are good now, and that's the show. Okay, bye. bye. All right, so uh, please head on over to patreon.com slash NYYST and be a patron of the show. Support the fellas. Five bucks a month gets you exclusive content. Uh, apologies for no new Patreons this week. I was actually a little under the weather middle of the week, and I just couldn't get around to recording any bonus episodes. Because, but, God uh, forbid, you can just enjoy a week of good Yankee baseball and feeling healthy. Yeah, right. It's just, you know, you can can never have everything in life. And uh, shout out to Michael Johnson, our newest patron. Uh, Of course, this episode is brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash MLS. He said, John, it said Johnson, Jordan, middle name L. So I'm thinking it's long. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like Michael B. Jordan. Right. Mike, but this is Michael L. Jordan, cousin. Oh, Michael. Okay. That's not his name, and, Michael uh, Johnson. So uh, if you are a patron of the show, you will receive an exclusive code to save 40% off merchandise. And we bring that up because our brand new NYYST Rizzo and Gallo uh, Italian bakery shirt dropped this past week. Uh, they are actually selling pretty well. We're very excited about it. Uh, it we uh, we took a little extra time with this than just rushing it out to you know like a lot of other people did because we really wanted this to be as good as it could possibly be and I think we did an excellent job with it. It was a you know it started with a little germ of an idea in my brain and then Chris really took it to the next level. Um, so definitely, if you're a patron, you can save forty percent off merch. If not, if you use the cold gabagool, you can save twenty percent. You can save 20% off on a shirt, but go to nyysportstalk.com and click the shop button and you can uh, find the shirt there. And also yeah. go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. The Yankees have had a five-star week. You would say that it was a perfect week. You know, they got rained out today, but they completed a perfect homestand. They went 7-0. and mm. a in total, a nine-game winning streak. Mm. Uh, this is the team is now twenty games over five hundred. Mm. Uh, this is an incredible run they've been on, and it's one we've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, so it's it's 
you know, it's finally here for everybody that didn't want to flush the toilet down the uh, flush the season down the toilet back in June. We're getting paid off now, but you know, there's still a lot of work to do. The Yankees are in the top wild card spot now, but you know, not too far off in the distance, even though the Rays don't want to lose, they are four games ahead of the Yankees. So, you know, with about 40 games left to play, you cannot rule division out <clears throat> yet. So, no. um, I just got to say, I'm, I don't, I don't like, I don't enjoy patting myself on the back, but I got to say something. Uh, yeah, you do. I don't. I hate like, it. Um, he uses one hand to pat himself and, on and the I'll back also, and, the other, and the other one to go yank while he's doing go it. Go yank. <laughs> and, and and I have to say something, and I'll give us all credit because we kind of all just been, it was like beating a dead horse over and over again. We talked about the philosophy of the New York Yankees organization and how it was stale. And I said, you know, I don't ca- I don't care who they get at the trade deadline. Cashman did a great job. But if they didn't turn their way of of playing the game around, this team wasn't going anywhere. And I'm not saying that they wouldn't have gotten better getting Gallo and Rizzo, but how much more refreshing and how much more deadly is this team? Stealing bases every single inning. Well, I was just hits and runs, bunts. Yeah, in the last thirty-two games of uh, whatever it is, they lead the major league. Ba- they lead major league baseball in stolen bases. Yeah, since the All Star break. So, so I was thinking about something, and to me, one of two things happened, and I wanted to get your guys' take real quick on which one you think is more likely. Scenario A: Brian Cashman, All Star break kind of comes back and says, look, rips up the playbook that they would go by. Let's just, let's, let's do something different. Let's start stealing more, whatever. Does Cashman take that initiative and, t- and say that to Boone? Or scenario B, Yankees hit rock bottom. Boone goes into Cashman's office and says, look, I know my job's on the line. I know my contract's up. Give me the rest of this season to manage this team the way I need to manage this team. Put everything aside, and if we don't win, I'll gladly pack my bags. Uh, uh, A or B? They probably had a meeting. They were like, uh, and they were like, uh, and then the other guy was like, uh, you know, who you remind me of right now. I'm not even going to compare you to him because you'll have a bunch of people, a bunch of the woke mob attack you. I didn't say you sounded like uh, Louis C.K. just now. He's like, mm. <laughs> um, honestly, what do you think? Do you think Boone had the had a booner and walked in and had the fucking balls to say that to Cashman? Where it's like, look, I got nothing to fucking lose. So I'm gonna go and, and put my my ass on the line here, put my neck out. They probably had a meeting and they were like, listen, uh something's gotta change here. And uh they were like, Okay, this is what we can do. Who's this and, and uh, they? Like I'm saying, who took initiative to change this yeah, organization around? They was probably, it Cashman or was it, was it Boone? probably during their pregame meetings that they always have, you know? And it was just like, what do we got to do to change things up around here? And then you know, somebody was like, let's steal some bases. Okay, maybe Ryan has a better a better approach at this because that's you, you the easiest way to you answer this question. Well, one of them did it, and I think they were. I think they saw that they were a mediocre team. And they wanted to change things up, and they started stealing bases, and it hasn't not worked. So they're just continuing to do it. So I don't know whose decision it was. I honestly, you know, who I think sparked it would be Glaber Torres, 
the fact that he started being more aggressive yeah, on the, the bases. Yeah, the fact that he got started. hurt too was is really helping. Actually, yeah, it really is. Yeah, but like, well, but when he wasn't hurt, he he started. He's I think he has more stolen bases this year than any season in his career. So it was just you know maybe these guys just started the players maybe started to get more aggressive and they yeah, didn't but, let up. Yeah, but for me, it's like okay, the players getting aggressive is what brings up the conversation of look, you know. We've been right. Pretty well, that sparked it, maybe. And but then my there, thing is, who who, who initiated? Yeah. This was a major, like, and the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because this was a major turn of events. This wasn't just like how many years now have we seen the Yankees not steal bases, not hit and run, not play small ball, not manufacture runs, not get, not come through with situational hitting, and how does that just change on a dime? Someone had to make a drastic change here and rip up the playbook and say fuck this this is how we're doing things why can't it be both of them it could maybe it's a mutual thing but who's who's saying it like someone has to say it first does what i'm asking is does boone have the balls to kind of bring that up in a meeting to discuss or does he wait for cashman to make that call yeah i don't know if aaron boone's sitting there giving a steal sign to all these guys i think right. he's, so he's told his guys that you know if you have an opportunity to take a bag take it Mm. I think that's what's going on here. I don't yeah, think he's sitting. You think he's giving Aaron but, Judge but, the steal but, sign? But, like, no, I don't but, see that no but that doesn't matter because Aaron Boone was never allowed to say that to his guys. Aaron Boone was never allowed to do that. The Yankees are against stealing bases. No, they're not against stealing bases. There's a huge difference between being against stealing bases and, and stealing bases when it makes sense to do. If the Yankees were a high percentage team in stealing bases, they're 100% for it. They don't feel... The out is worth it on the base if you can't make it ninety. Well, analytics of the time or say more. that. No, that, no, that that is what analytics say. Yes. Analytics, yes. And, and if Brian you can't Cashman steal has, it at a certain, if you can't steal bases at a certain clip, you don't do it. It's not worth the risk. But guess so what, guys Yankee, who don't normally steal bases at a certain clip are stealing bases, baby. Yeah, and they're stealing them at a higher clip than yeah. what would be acceptable for analytics. Correct. Okay. So who said? You know what, guys? Fuck analytics. Now let's play baseball. They probably didn't say fuck analytics. They said, if you guys can tell me that you're... It's not, Cashman might have been like, hey, you know what, Boone? If you can tell me that you guys are going to steal bases at X number, go ahead and do it. All right. Because here's how. Yeah. Here's my thing. We'll never know the answer to that you question. You think the Yankees are going to be going out there attempting as many stolen bases as they are if they're getting, they're getting uh, you know, thrown out three, four right. out of every ten right. times? Because it started to work. It started to work. Right. So that's why they're doing it. If they, Isn't if it a first, shame that they couldn't have done it earlier? That'd be a great question to throw Booney's way, though. I would love that. But here's my thing. Since we'll probably never get the answer to that question, for me, it's Boone. For me, I'm thinking... I would lean that way, too. I'm thinking it's Boone. I don't care if that's true or not. Boone said, fuck this. Let me manage this team the way I need to manage this team. And we're watching a completely different product out in the field. Well, I never thought. In, you're justified in feeling that way because you've seen a different guy in the dugout in the last really six have. weeks. You really have. And and like I said, to be fair, chemistry is downstream of winning. Once this team started to really click and you had guys with good stories like Velasquez come up and be successful and Peralta step up and Nestor Cortez be nasty in the rotation – they started to win, and with each time they, each game they win, each time they gain a game on Boston or or whatnot, better, more, more chemistry is is created, and more fun is being had, and it's just taken, it's taken off now, and now it's just like, is there enough time to catch these motherfuckers? 
I don't know. I, they, I'm, I mean, I'm looking something it's going to be hard. Look, it's going to be hard for them to be in a situation the final week of the year where they have to sweep to take the division. So if you can tell me they can shave off three games in the next five weeks. How uh, great will that series be, though? Where they only have to, you know, they take no, two No, they'd have to three. be one. They'd have to be one behind. What right. two players on the two. Yankees? They're four out right now, so that's why I said if they shave off three. Oh, you said three. I thought you said two. I'm sorry. Who leads the Yankees? It's tied. Uh, two players with 12 stolen bases. Who are they? I'm pretty sure. Isn't it Aaron Judge is one of them? No, no, Judge it's uh, five, it's Torres, Glaby, and hold on, hold on, I have well, it. Judge has been stealing a ton of bases lately. Hold on, I have yeah, it. Definitely. I have it. I'm telling you right now, I have it. Just give me two seconds. All right, it's, it's not that hard. Uh, Tyler Wade. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not what she said. What Tyler Wade? That's hard. Uh, that's what I heard she said. Okay. Yeah, so you know, Glaber Torres, twelve <laughs> stolen bases, man. It's a high number. And who's the other guy? And, oh, wait. and Tyler Wade. But you know what I love about the stolen bases? The next closest is Judge at five. It's coming from guys like Judge and DJ that don't really have a lot of speed. And it's just like they're not even situations where you ne- necessarily need a steal, but it's just like, fuck you. You know what? The scouting report on you is you're slow to home plate. I'm going to go. Fuck it. Because we're the Yankees right now and mm-hmm. everything is going our way. So fuck you. And that mentality has has turned itself into a team that I never in a million years thought we'd see this year. And I'm not saying that we ever count them out, even as much as we hated them. And, you know, when you're a true fan, the real reason you're turning on every single game is because you still have that naive hope of like, maybe just maybe. And it felt like every time we said, maybe this is it. They fucking broke our hearts. And then it got to a point where I was like, I'm not expecting anything anymore. And then this fucking team showed up, and I cannot believe still what I'm seeing. Right. There's a huge difference. And I know a lot of people were, when the Yankees overtook the Red Sox this week, there was a lot of people pulling receipts on Twitter of people that were doubting whether the Yankees were going to make the postseason or not. There's a huge difference in between what we were saying on here six, eight weeks ago to people that were giving up on the team. We, I feel like we never gave up on this team did we feel at at a certain point that they weren't going to make the postseason yeah i'll be the first to admit it that based on what i was seeing i didn't feel this team was a playoff team but anybody with two eyes that work properly can honestly i don't know how you can tell me that this is the same team that you watched two months ago well here's the thing to that right a job as as for what we do for the show and just as a fan in general you're basing you're basing your opinion off of your current emotions. Now, our job on this show is to try and separate the two and look at things more objectively. But as a fan, I get that you can be down, and that's fine. But here's the thing. If you don't but, have... A, if you but don't is put this a, the same team that you watch? No, this, and that's no. my point, is in the moment, is if you don't put that clause in there of this team will never make the playoffs, but, or unless... This happens, right? We always gave that unless, unless they get big lefty bats in this lineup, unless they start to be more aggressive and steal bases and whatever. They did the unless. They got the two big bats you need. 
they're starting to be more aggressive, and now you're starting to see a team go out there and win fucking baseball games. So right. we never counted them out, but that team, if that team was still here right now, they're done. They're toast. No, yeah. I don't know if that team does what this team did. Never. This is a brand and you, new team. And you can look at this of what Rizzo and Gallo actually done at the plate, and it's not it's not overwhelming. Exactly. That's exactly the, my point. It's the fact that number one, Brian Cashman went out there and did it. He finally, for the first time since, what do you want to say, 2018? I mean, if you want to count Hap and Britain as doing something, I mean, it's Those were big moves. Okay. So he actually went out there and did something. And he said to his team, I'm going to do this because I believe in you guys. And don't understate that. And don't think that that's not a big thing in that clubhouse that Brian, that the guys, that the guys that have been here went out and saw Brian Cashman go out there and make. Uh, moves for two uh, game, you know, potential lineup changing guys in Gallo and Rizzo because that sends a message. It sends a message Absolutely. to them that you know management is behind us. They they think we we're good enough to do this, so let's go out and do it. Whereas opposed to July 30th that passed and the Yankees' only move was Andrew Heaney. What the hell kind of <laughs> message do you think that would have sent to this right. team, Christian? You have a better uh, memory with shit like this, so I'll, I'll ask you. I can't compare this to 2018. Simply for the for a couple factors. One, Canley was a guy that yeah we heard of and we knew he was good. Yeah, but Tommy, he, that was Trey was in twenty seventeen. Oh really? That was uh, I thought we said in a text we were comparing it to that. That, that was the year. good run they went on. That was the good run they went on. So what was the twenty eighteen Hap and Britain? Yeah. Um, no, I I don't think I can compare it to that because yeah we needed a pitcher. But Hap really wasn't that great until he, he really finished up his season as a Yankee really good. And, yeah, we needed a pitcher, but yeah. you weren't fucking going crazy over Jay time. Hap until he got here. You know, so, I, no, I mean, this was this was a moment where the Yankees were so desperate and needed something or else this whole season was going to shit. And Cashman went out there and doubled down on it and and fucking shocked the and entire league. Because do you think, you know what? Maybe it, maybe something was said to him. Like we'll again, we'll never know. Maybe something was said to him that uh Brian, you better do something or maybe uh you won't maybe. be back here next year. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, you know, maybe that happened. You know what too that uh, you noticed a lot in this in the Boston series was just the fact that they have so much more balance in the lineup now. Well, and it that makes too. It, mm-hmm. it makes Even it so though, much harder for opposing managers to pick which guy they're going to bring into the game. Like Cora really struggled in that series with who to put in to that next, you know, in whatever situation was there. He couldn't make the right move. Yeah, I I got to give uh, Booney a big, like I at the in the moment I was like I don't agree with this move until one of the broadcasters kind of. Uh, kind of shed some light on it. It was late in the game. I think it was the second to last game of the series. Um, With Boston? Yeah. And he went to maybe Peralta instead of Loisica. And I was very shocked. And then maybe it was... Who did the games? O'Neal? Was O'Neal on there? Kay and uh, Cone. Kay and Cone. Then it was definitely Cone who said... He didn't go to Loisica because he couldn't risk Boston sending up Kyle Schwarber with the game on the line in the ninth mm-hmm. inning. 
because that would have been the move or seventh inning. What, which if it was the doubleheader game, he didn't want. Yeah, I remember him saying that he didn't. Cora's big weapon was Schwarber off the bench, and Boone would not allow him to use. He did not want to uh, allow Cora to use that move. That's right. So it was like I wasn't upset with the move because Peralta had been good of late, but I was also like, why the fuck wouldn't you go to Loizaga here? Like you want this moment to go to Loizaga. And it was like, for me, it was like, this is a fucking brilliant move that unless, and I'm a diehard fan. I watch every game you guys watch, unless you're, unless you hear that from Cone, you're probably not thinking that. And if Peralta gives up a big hit there, you're probably fucking sitting there ripping Boone at home, me included. And it just, it, it was like, Boone's got his fucking head out of his ass right now, man. He's been managing brilliantly. And of course, it's a lot easier to look good as a manager when your players step up. So kudos to the fucking players, too, for showing up and making their manager look good. But it, it's a team effort mm-hmm. where everything had to start clicking. And it's fucking clicking, man. I had an Adovino tweet that I it's wanted to read on the show, but I can't find it now. But, but basically, maybe it, it broke says- Twitter's uh, policy for tweeting out someone's name who's a fucking pile of garbage well that's basically what the tweet was that (laughs) his uh his numbers over the last uh month have been atrocious like he's got like an eight era guys are killing his slider well we've seen that fucking we've seen how that's what it is he's basically adam adovino that we remember him being and not the guy that was on a little bit of a a hot stretch for boston earlier you know to be fair to adam adovino in 2019, I believe, um, the dude was fucking great all year, but he was used, it felt like, every game. Yeah, and by the well, time the postseason hit, he was a fucking shell of himself. Oh, uh, You know we have uh, a name uh, for that here. You know we have a name yeah, for that Yeah, it's fucking, he was Scott Proctored. He was Proctored. So, you got to give Aaron Boone a lot of credit, man. Like, I, you know, I, you... <sighs> You want to you want to rip him for when the team is playing poorly, right? You want him fired, and now they're on this incredible stretch. He has to get some of the credit for that. Absolutely. And there's been times, and I I don't remember what exact game I tweeted it, Tweet. but there tweeted was a game it. that he he did such a masterful job managing that game. Yeah, he was was it, it had to be one of the Boston games. He I was think it was one, the first was. game of the Boston series. He was one step ahead of Alex Cora yeah. that entire game. Yeah, and you never thought that you you would say that about Aaron Boone versus Alex Cora, but he outmanaged Alex Cora. Yeah, it was, he series. almost managed with a chip on right. his shoulder, and uh, and he came out looking a lot better than Cora. And if you really go through Boston Twitter, they're not too high on Cora. They're fucking giving up on that team. And yeah, really, and I mean. My thing is, here's the difference between the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Red Sox were playing way above their heads. They got their manager back, who's obviously a great fit for that team. They're playing way above their heads. I didn't understand how they were doing what they were doing, but they were a great baseball team. And then they kind of came back down to earth a little too late for them to make any types of moves that they might need to eventually make no that's not true they know they knew they needed to make moves at the deadline and they didn't do anything well well they knew what they they knew they needed help at the deadline the yankees were already the yankees weren't there yet but they were making a move the yankees you knew that the yankees were playing better going into the trade deadline yeah well we were kind of up we were on the fence with that we weren't sure if the yankees were going to step it up in, in enough time for cashman to make some significant moves but 
regardless, fair enough, fine. But what I'm trying to say is the the fan base over there was so high, so optimistic, and we were so down because we thought we were going to be seeing a much better team. And now it's like the tables have completely turned. And it, My, my, how the tables have and, turned. And I'd rather be a Yankee fan and, and finally seeing that light at the end of the tunnel where now the Red Sox, I don't know where they go from here. Do they completely fucking fall off the face of the earth? Who knows? Who cares about that? Fuck them. I just want the raise, man. You know, ever since their GM or their team president, whatever the hell it was, came out there and after the trade deadline and ripped the Yankees for they they brought up all oh, you know the Yankees got Rizzo, Gal, blah blah blah, and the guy was like, "Well, they have to. They've been three and ten versus us. The Yankees have went out there, yeah, yeah. and and fucking wiped the floor with everybody they played in Boston. Just gotten the complete opposite, and that's what you always get Brian Cashman for. He will never say anything that will come back to bite him in the ass. Sam Kennedy, president and CEO. Of the Team Red Sox. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh-huh. They had to be active because I think they are 3 and 10 against us. Greg. That's probably how he sounds. And how'd that work out for you now? Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck so, you. I mean, some of these games have not been easy. I mean, the Yan- it's not like the Yankees are go- going out there unless your name is the... Uh, <laughs> The, the Twins are yeah. going out there winning these games by six, seven runs. Well, no, they, it's like they, they put up six runs in the second inning, and they're like, okay, guys, slow it down. we got to make sure it's a two-run game by the fucking ninth. Mm. And they did that. It was, what, 6-4, 7-4 that first game? I was like, Jesus Christ, please. They, don't, they always got to put the fear of God into you. But you <laughs> yeah. know what? They're winning, they're, they're winning these games. You know, maybe two months ago they're not. They are. Yeah, you can uh, argue that that boosted their, uh, you know, confidence even more. I mean, really, if you think about it, they're they're a terrible uh, Zach Britton walk away from what winning uh, what winning twelve in a row here. Oh, Foul like predetermined outcome. Though. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. Wow. Good point. Here's the butterfly effect. Okay. Maybe maybe that fucking game was the spark, man. Maybe the fucking they, cat. It was that cat. It was that cat. The Yankees dude. Are, Great the Yankees tweet. Are 12 and, they're twelve and one at Yankee Stadium since the cat showed What's up. What's their record now since getting Gallo That's and Rizzo back? What twenty one and four now? Yeah, something like that. They, they 20, lost, 20 and nah, four. It was the cat. It was the cat. Definitely. <laughs> 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 Brian, Brian Cashman's job still on the line if they don't if they don't win at all. Hey, yeah, yep. The cats. All the cat, bro. That was a wild. That was a wild uh, moment, too, because you really saw the grounds crew. You saw their weaknesses for the first time because they're great. Yeah, just, they're great on doing their job. Awful at fucking catching too. a cat. And did you hear Michael K's voice <laughs> they took during the that? Same strategy of catching a streaker. <laughs> you know how Michael K gets into his modes where he's just like annoyed and and just hates yeah. the length of. The, he was getting so fucking frustrated with the cat incident. He's like, yeah, just like, over the game. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then also the Orioles, right? They're one in nineteen in August. They only win is against the Yankees. <laughs> they are the they are the most useless game. team in, in all of game. baseball. The cat, the cat game. game. They're zero in eighteen since the cat showed up. So the cat, yeah. So man, the cat wow. is fucking powerful. powerful that's, a, cat. that's a fucked up cat, dude. Yeah, seriously. I like that um, cat. <laughs> He's a pussy. <laughs> I like that pussy. Yeah. That's a good pussy, only. <laughs> Anybody leave him any any feline food? 
you know, you got some fancy feasts out there. And That's what we, I was. <laughs> we might we might never see the Orioles win again. And if you have some extra catnip, send it my way. Yeah, I love I love catnip. I run around in it. Uh, I put it. I put that shit on toast. <laughs> Who is he? Fucking. Yeah, he sounded like a Jared South Brett. Park ca- character. <laughs> God damn it, Ken! Ken! Not Ken's mom, Papa! God damn it! That's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's, good. that's like the best thing you you've ever done. Yeah, that might, that's up there, bro. That's hey, up there. Homer, want a beer? <laughs> I don't watch no, Simpsons. So. God damn it! There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So I guess that's it. Like Yankees are good now, and and ha- they just have three games left against the Rays. That's it. That's it. Damn! Really? Damn! So there's other things we can talk about here. I mean, we can get into the weeds about a few it's, things. Is uh, it the last three games too? Right? Of the yeah, year, we said that before. You were looking something up before. God damn, uh, Ron Kent. <laughs> <laughs> um, analytics. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Gio Rochelle started a rehab tonight in Somerset, which is amazing because it's about 40 minutes from my house. My town's under fucking water here. I think and, they're in Altoona uh, tonight. No, they're home. I sure the tweet in, said Altoona. They, maybe they're playing Altoona. Too much that's tuna? What's the difference? Be, what's the difference between a piano and a fish? So you can't tune a fish. You can tune a piano, but you cannot tune, tune a, fish. a fish. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So anyway, Gio Rochelle, uh, three for four. So he's uh, doing Gio Rochelle things in his rehab with Somerset. Um, so he's on his way back here. Miguel Andujar apparently started a rehab. No one cares. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. Do you care? Honestly, I'm, any yeah. any Miguel any Miguel Standuhars out there? You know, I'm sorry to offend you, but Standuhars. literally, like one of the furthest people from my mind in regards to this team right now is Miguel Andujar. Correct. Like, think about the Yankees today to the Yankees from fucking May or June when we had that guy playing left field. And, like, props to him, man. He fucking stepped up and played a position he's never played before better than his position he was supposed to play. But I'm not, like, really thinking about it. Like, oh, my God, we're going to get Miguel into it. No, don't, literally don't care. Yeah. Do not, do not care at all. Um you got to say, you know, we wonder what the hell is going on with Clint Frazier. Uh, his rehab was shut down last week. He's on the 60-day IL. There's really not a lot of information on him. Boone made it sound like he may never play baseball again, which is kind of scary. You know the kids had concussion issues. So, I mean, just from a personal standpoint, you hope that he's all right and he can, he can live somewhat of a normal life based on some of the things that have trickled yeah. out. But, I mean, what a – if you want to talk about, like, stars that have fallen – and just, mm. I mean, the story of Clint Frazier is, is, I mean, you hope that there's some type of redemption for him, but it's seeming like a Very real unlikely. sad, a, a real sad story for, for Clint Frazier. But, you know, I mean, he's going to go home to that wife of his, who's a doctor in, the, in a smoke show. So good for him. Doctor. Doctor uh, smoke show. I, I don't know where. Oh, oh, oh misog- that was very misogynist. Very. It's very so disgusting. Mis- I'm trying to change the subject. I don't know where you want this show, where you're God heading with the show, but you want to take a quick look. I just real quick at what the Rays have ahead of them uh-huh. because, okay, so they got the Phillies for a couple and then they got fucking three more with the Orioles. So oh, tack on three more wins. Now five. they end the last two days of August 
with the Red Sox and obviously into September. That's another that's another eight that's eight in a row now. Okay. You think so? Well, they got four against the the nine. Red Sox. That's nine in a row. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be a game where the Yankees, if they can win, obviously picking up on someone. Then they got the Twins for a few, which forget 12 it. Twelve in a row. Twelve in a row. And then they have the Red Sox again for fucking for three more games. That's fifteen in a row. They're gonna so be, forget they're... about so forget about the the last three games of the season. The Yankees are, are still done. shut the, the fuck Yankees up. are going to go twelve and three in that stretch and lose three games in the standings. But what I'm saying is, regardless, when they're when the Rays are playing the Red Sox, you're picking up spots where you can start to. You know, no, no. here's the thing: you cannot even think about it in that term anymore, bro. Because you can't be thinking like, "Well, they're playing the Red Sox and the Rays. I'm going to pick." No, you have to be thinking about like the Red Sox have to help you out now. You're, okay, you have okay, you and have, that's you have passed. You have passed Boston. Yes, you're not worried about picking up games on. Them no, now. no, but what you're, I'm no, but what I'm saying is, first of all, that the Red Sox are still a good team capable of beating the Rays. You think, Andy, and you second would, of all, you would hope, and second of all, if the all I'm saying is, if the Yankees win, they're still either pushing people back where they're going to secure that top spot in the wild card, or. They can steal more games from in division from the Rays leading into that final series in October. I mean, it's going to be an interesting couple of days here coming up Monday and Tuesday because uh, the the Braves are also on a nine game winning streak. So, oh, shit. Yeah. damn, what are the Mets doing? Are they four games under five hundred now? Uh, they won. They actually won today. David Price started for the uh, the, uh, the oh yeah he, the Dodgers. Is that his first start? The Dodgers. I don't know. What's he still recovering from the yeah. Minecraft injury? Yeah, Mets uh, are two he, games under. Well, you know, he didn't feel like playing last year. Yeah. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. Yeah, I'm being very insensitive. Oh, fuck him. You know, we, You're not being insensitive. He's a fucking we, pussy. That's what he is. Yeah. <laughs> so just call for call it what it is. He's a fucking loser. I mean, there's yeah. guys that you can say, okay, they're legitimately concerned about the pandemic. Especially yeah, like, last like year Trey Mancini, when, who had cancer. Like, there's, like, especially last year when yeah. we were really in the thick of things and we didn't have a lot of the information right. we have now. Okay. And then there's Marcus Stroman and fucking David Price. Right, exactly. So exactly. You, you, you be the judge on that. Marcus one, Stroman, right? the the best pitcher in all of You know, the that universe, was the pitching matchup today with Stroman and, and Price. And I always go back to that. The guy was so afraid of COVID, but he waited until he had enough service time in <laughs> to hit free agency before he told everybody that he was afraid of COVID. That's right. uh, I mean, I, I just look at those things. Yeah, and I'm, then, yeah. yeah like there's a kind of like an anomaly a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't afraid of COVID yesterday, but now I'm a, now I'm going to be a free agent, so I'm afraid yeah, of it now. Kind of scared. Oh, okay. Damn, so, Dodgers Dodgers are up nine and a half for that for that top wild card. Yeah, yeah dude, they should be the best team in baseball, but they're not even in fucking first place because the Dodgers. I mean, the Giants are just like Giants I don't have know, eighty wins. It's like it's like. Everyone was just like, you know, guys, fuck it. We have nothing to lose. Let's all take steroids this year and just be the best team in in all of baseball. Unreal. It's unreal. Well, yeah. if you if you look at the standings, uh, the Reds have passed the Padres for the second wild card. Yeah, yeah. Padres are. You know, really someone fell just te- someone texted me today. The Padres, uh, the Padres just can't win games They're or something. And I'm two, so the last ten. Yeah, I'm so focused on the Yankees because especially when the Yankees are. Or playing catch up with everyone. That's all I care about. 
but I didn't realize that the that the Padres have fallen off so so much. Yeah, and you know Luis Sessa, he's pitching very well for the for the uh, for the race, oh, yeah? So yeah. is he? He's got like a two hundred four year race since the trade. So I mean, good for Luis Sessa, yeah, man. man. Always, you know, we've always said that. I think he got unfairly mauled by this fan base, and uh, you know, another guy that got unfairly mauled by this fan base, Ryan's Ryan's got a booner here. Is uh, Tyler Wade, man? Uh, That's right. It, you got to give him credit, man. Ever since Glaber's went down, and maybe even a little bit before that, Tyler Wade has really stepped up and played really good baseball. Uh, he's settling into a, a, a nice role here. Uh, yesterday, the first run of the game, uh, you'll love to see it. Uh, the Yankees were looked like they might have, were going to squander a scoring opportunity. They were shifted on him, and he just slapped the ball through the hole on the left side. I mean, that's yeah. what you want Tyler Wade to do. That's why we always got mad at Tyler Wade for swinging at 3-0 pitches. Yeah. Like, you got to know your role on the team. Right. That's I think t- he Tyler does know Wade, it now. Tyler Wade's role was not to be muscling up and trying to jack one out on 3-0. Jack, jack. I'll jack one out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have to make a few points real quick with the Tyler Wade stuff. One, Tyler Wade is cute. proof and cute. He is proof that anyone with with talent, anyone who's talented enough to be drafted and be called up to Major League Baseball and gets enough consistent at-bats can become a decent player for a team. Okay, Tyler Wade is living proof of that. He's finally, he's had a season now where so many guys have gone down. He gets consistent at-bats, and he's really made the most of it at this point, and good for him. Second thing I'll say is this is why I'm so against the Yankees sitting guys here and there, even when they're slumping and whatever, especially down the stretch. Keep going out there with each at bat. You can get closer. And here's the thing with Tyler Wade. Here's why he gets such a bad rap. He's always just supposed to be that guy that's in there once in a while. But the Yankees have always fallen back on him to be the guy who's always more of a, a of a fucking guy who's being put in a lineup for three weeks because guys go down and he really exposes himself. And I don't know if Rizzo's the reason for this, where he's slapping the ball the other way when they're shifting on Tyler Wade for whatever reason. Um, but have you noticed Rizzo when he gets two strikes on him? Yeah, it chokes up. Choke, choke. Like, and that's like a legit fucking little league choking up on the bat. And maybe he's kind of talked to some guys about that. Some of some of the guys like Wade and shit about choking up and what he can do with the with the ball when when he does that. He can control it more. Well, that's what we were trying to say earlier is that if you look at their numbers since they've been here in Gallo and Rizzo, it doesn't jump off at the page at you. But it's what it's done to this lineup is that Boone has been able to go right, left, right, left, right, left down the lineup. So Absolutely. he's not he's not giving um quote lanes for uh opposing pitchers to to come in and uh mm-hmm. even Gallo he's got what 40 strikeouts since he's been here or whatever and that's all anybody wants to, I mean there's anybody that wants to harp on him but he is a guy that six seven pitches every at bat yeah. he doesn't make it easy on on anybody yeah and we're we're in a time right now and I don't know how how permanent this is going to be if it sticks around after next year, after this year with the pitcher having to face three batters minimum. But like we're living in a time with where that rule exists right now. And this is the, this is the best time to have a balanced lineup of lefty righty to take even more advantage of that rule. And it's like, 
we just fucking didn't have it. We didn't even have many lefties off the bench. And if they were, they were Tyler Wade. I mean, like, you're coming from a time where your best uh, left-handed option, and this is no knock on him because I like him, is Roof Net Door. Right. So it's like this is the time to have that balanced lineup where it kind of handcuffs really good managers like Alex Cora. And yeah, no, they haven't had a balanced lineup like this maybe in a since long 2009. time. In a maybe long since time, the World man. Series. And yeah, it's no, and, and it's mean, a balanced lineup of good hitters. Right. I mean one. I mean one thing we definitely need to touch on here, and you don't want to fall into this trap. You know the uh, the app, the new darling. You know the new. The new uh, guy on the block here that everybody falls in love with, yep. and then you make it. You make the case that he needs to play over the established mm-hmm. starter, but you almost have to ask in this situation: Are the Yankees better with Andrew Velasquez at shortstop than Glaber Torres? Um, I think the key word in that question, or the key part of that question, is at shortstop, and I have to say yes. Um, it really is going to depend. To me, it's going to depend on how the Yankees truly view Glaber Torres. Do they see him as just a guy they're going to put in this lineup for the next right. couple of years? I, let me ask you this, though. Yeah. If it came out today, you just got a tweet. Te- you saw a tweet. Yankees announced Glaber Torres done for the year. How do you? Uh, do you? I'm indifferent. What is your? Uh, I'm indifferent. You're totally indifferent. Yeah. You do yeah. not. Uh, be indifferent. We're all being completely do not like honestly. If he comes back, great. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Like that's how I feel about it right now. And did you ever think you would feel that way about Gleyber Torres? No, because I got to say I've been doing a lot of thinking as far as what's been changing this team. And one of the things is Gleyber Torres being such a factor in this lineup, being in the middle of this lineup always coming up in big spots. And when Glaber Torres is on, which he was actually getting pretty hot before he got hurt, the team wins. When he steps up, the team wins. When that's an automatic out in the lineup, this team's fucking shit, man. And and that goes for, obviously, a couple parts of the lineup, but it's shit because when the top of the lineup is struggling, because we know there are a lot of strikeouts up there, when it's when it's that easy, and then you got guys who are automatic outs in the middle and bottom half of this lineup, forget it. They're just going down one, two, three every inning. Glaber Torres is a big spot, and you know what? I'm not. I do not want to see a guy like Glaber Torres come back who has not earned his spot, who is way too. He's below the threshold. Like if you have a whole, if you have a fucking scale of where we expected Glaber to be, and what would be like the the least amount he could be for him to still be adequate enough to be in this lineup. He's below that, that line for me. He's, he's below the minimum he had to perform line to, to say he's earned a spot, bro. He, I mean, you're, you are not even really considered a major league baseball player when your OPS is six seventy nine. It's embarrassing. I can't imagine what it was a couple weeks before he got hurt. Because, like I said, he kind of got hot there for for a little while, right? And look, like I said, I know you don't want to fall into this trap. And I, you know, Andrew Velasquez this past week has come up with a lot of. It's big just a hits. great story too. Like you're, it's a feel good story. Yeah, it's a guy, he's a guy you want to root for. Yes. And you're not even expecting him to hit at that clip going forward. No, but he's a switch hitter with right. speed. And plays a, a much better shortstop than Glaber Torres, and this is, and I'm telling you, I, look, 
if you're telling me that in 2022 my starting my starting shortstop is Andrew Velasquez, I'm telling you that some that's that's probably that's a problem right there. But to the right. chemistry and the way things are going on this team right now, why why fuck with it? Why do you mess with it? And you want to know why guys like Andrew Velasquez are making this team so much better? It's because of the fact that the Yankees have turned into this completely different organization where they believe, look, the Yankees were always had lineups of big time hitters up at the top, home run hitters or strikeout, whatever. And then it was like, well, they never play small ball. Correct. With the guys that they're supposed to play small ball with. But now that they are, now that they're stealing bases, now that they have some hit and runs on, now that they're bunting or slapping the ball the other way when, when the defense is shifted, guys like Velasquez become a lot more valuable. Because of the speed, because of the ability, because of the fact that you're not you're not upset about the automatic out, let's say, if you're bunting with him, and he's got the speed. So it's like the Yankees are finally sacrificing maybe some of those guys that should manufacture runs and play small ball. They're finally doing it, so it's making those guys more valuable. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's definitely been a nice thing to see. I mean... With, with Velasquez, it's just like we said, you don't want to fall into that trap of being being one of these guys. Like every like, oh, oh Shelly Duncan is going to be better than Babe Ruth. Remember, people were were, were crazy about that. Well, he uh, was. He did end up being better than Babe Ruth. Uh huh. What do you have? Ten home runs in like four days. Yeah, and then that was it for him. <laughs> then, he, then he fucking look. I don't. I don't know. You know, Gio Urshela found himself late. You know, sometimes this hap- These happened with guys. I'm not banking on that. I'm not saying that's what's happening with him. But I mean. Just, I think he presents something to you right now that if Glaber Torres doesn't, I mean, if he comes back, it's almost like I, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, and it's like it, it's refreshing because it's been a while since the Yankees were on a good stretch, and you had someone like Velasquez that you wanted to root for. You know, it makes things it makes things even more enjoyable when that kid gets up. Hits his first career home run. They they zoom in on the family, and his mom's fucking crying. And you know they've been waiting for this moment. And it's like everything just feels good right now. And you know that translates into the clubhouse. And you know, I thought of something the other day when they came out and just fucking put up like a six spot or whatever on the Twins. And I was like, the Yankees, the Yankees got got hot, and they. They separated themselves from the team that you would just always expect to blow the games even when it looked like they were going to win. And now they've turned into the team you wanted them to be where every time they step out onto the field, they are expected to win. And guess who else expects it? The fucking players. They have a they have a new fucking swag to them. They go out there as the New York Yankees and no one's fucking stopping them. And that's the team that you've been waiting to see for a long fucking time. Look, and there's another guy we got to give. Well, I got to give a lot of credit to, and it's Luke Voigt. Uh, I mean, what this? I mean, he was worried about playing time since Rizzo's been back. He's sat once. The Yankees have found a way to get him in the lineup, and rightfully so because the guy's been uh, scorching hot right now. Um, there's just, I mean, I would if I would have liked Cashman to have moved him, but I can see why he didn't sell low yeah. on Luke Voigt. Uh, so you, I mean, he's really, I mean, he's pissed off and motivated and he's dangerous right now. Uh, so you got to give Luke Voigt a lot of credit for the way he's handled oh, yeah. this. 
Uh, I didn't really look at, I, look at um. You can compare this to Greg Bird and Luke Voigt. What 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 did Greg Bird do when Luke Voigt came to this team and kind of well, took his job he, from him? He, he took, took a his, shit and got hurt. He, he took the, he tucked his balls in between his yeah, legs. He tucked, and he, he tucked it, he tucked, tucked it ran. back. He, he he didn't present himself with any confidence to the media, and he kind of just sold himself yeah, out. Greg Bird was like, "Yeah, I got nine thousand more chances." Than <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. There you go. There you go. That was great. Would you rather have that, or would you rather have? I think right now he's playing for the Springfield Isotopes. Uh, <laughs> Say what you were going to say about what Voigt's statements, because I have something I wanted to. Uh, you know, add. you know, basically Luke Voigt came out there very confident the day before Rizzo uh, got activated and said, "I deserve to play. I deserve to play as much as this guy does." And the only thing that I didn't like is that he brought Rizzo's name into it. Like mm-hmm. that's don't bring your teammates into it. You can exude confidence and how good you are and how much you deserve to play. There's no need to bring Anthony Rizzo into it. That's I, my only thing that I didn't like that he said but I love the fact that he went out there and he and he's been backing up his talk that's the biggest thing that you got to do if you're going to say something like that you got to go out there and back it up on the field and Luke Voigt has done exactly that since Rizzo's come back right and and I said this the other day tweeted I tweeted it that you know a couple days ago I didn't really care for what he said and now I literally don't give a fuck because anyone could say anything and I might not like it or someone else might not like it but if they can back it up that's all that matters that being said it the bringing up Rizzo's name is not the part that I didn't care for um I think it's important to have that uh internal competition and to have that fire and I'm sure that's Rizzo, right. Don't say that out in the media. Like, there's no yeah, need but to, you know what? to bring your teammates in. I things. agree with you. I'm not saying that it's the greatest look. That's not what bothered me. What bothered me about Voigt's statements was that he had to bring up past accolades. When you're when your performance speaks when you're when you're performing well, it speaks for itself. You shouldn't have to go back and say, Well, I did this and did that. And that's the part that I didn't like because if Luke Voigt went out there and said, Look, I don't know what's going to happen. I know Rizzo's a great player and he was brought here for a reason. And maybe that reason was, you know, my fault because I was hurt. But I feel that I am good enough to to earn the playing time to stay in this lineup. And I'm going to do everything possible to make it extremely, extremely difficult for Aaron Boone to keep me out of this lineup. And I think I deserve to play. And I'm going to show you guys that. That's it. That's it. Be, being confident to me is not, you know, I did this and this. Well, no, you're saying that because you know you haven't been able to be, you weren't uh, accountable. You've been hurt, even though Plus you played hurt last year. You know, there's a lot of people that don't take a lot of stock in what you did last year. Exactly. Because it was game season. Exactly. And, and, and it's just like you're saying those things because you know you haven't been accountable. You know that when you have been healthy, you really haven't been that great. So, so just leave it at, I know where I'm at right now. I'm about to light shit up, and it's going to be impossible for Booney to keep me out of this lineup. I don't care who but Anthony Rizzo is. But also, he's fucking delusional if he thinks that he deserves to play over Anthony Rizzo because the Yankees are immensely a better He didn't say that. Team. He did not say that. Uh, he, he said, said he deserved, I, I deserve uh, to play just as much as he does. Well, that's also incorrect because the Yankees are way better with Anthony Rizzo than they are at Luke Void at first base. Now, you now where the Yankees have, have – you want to talk about a change in philosophy – they have finally decided they're going to play John Carl Stan in the outfield. And that has not only made the team better, it's made John Carl Stan better because you can't tell me that he hasn't been more locked so in. So much the plate better. Been saying it forever. He, since he's been uh, <laughs> playing in the outfield. He, I think even to, he said that. I think even he said, when I'm healthy enough to play out there, I'm a, uh, I feel like I'm a better hitter. 
when I, I think it's that mustache he's got. It's that stash. But listen, here's why I don't I don't mind the Rizzo statement that he just. I'm not saying should they or will they play Voight over Rizzo. No, I'd probably be upset if they did. I love Anthony Rizzo. But you can't tell me that Voight doesn't deserve to be in this lineup just as much as Anthony Rizzo does. I can because if right now, me, you have one right place, now. If you have one place to play He never them, said that. But he never said place. that. That wasn't just part as, of his statement. But just as much means that if you have to make a decision, it's a toss-up, and it's not a toss-up. That's not, that's not, to me, that's not how I interpreted what well, he that's said. That's how I interpreted, okay? He was saying, okay. I deserve to, okay. I deserve to play just as much as him. Don't tell me how I'm supposed to interpret things, okay? I deserve to this play just not, as much as him. This is not NBC News. You don't tell me what I interpret or I don't interpret, okay? I deserve to play I, just as much as him, so find a fucking way to put me in this lineup. And he has. And except for the fact that in the next two days, uh, Luke Voigt is riding the bench. Bench. <laughs> You have, come on, realistically, if we're being fair about things, Luke Voigt has it's, to ride the bench the next two days. If Anthony it's at Atlanta. is able to play, it's in Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. They're hot, too. We just said they won nine yeah, in a row Yeah, two hottest well. teams in baseball. I mean, if you're looking at things realistically and you want to put the best team on the field with no DH, and Anthony Rizzo is healthy enough to play because we know that the Yankees have taken it a little slow with the COVID guys, especially you know Rizzo... Uh, you know, he he wasn't uh, rip roaring ready to go. You know, when he first came back, it, it you know his COVID bout kicked him kicked him uh, in the ass a little bit. Uh, yeah, if he's bad. ready to go, if he's ready to go these next two days, he plays. The Yankees are better with him in the lineup. Yeah, Man. But I mean, when they go, uh, their next series is in Oakland. Luke Voigt's your DH. There's, I mean, I mean, John Carl Stan's got to play three out of four games in Oakland, uh, in in left or right field, wherever they're going to put him. You can DH a day. No you know, doubt. You can play. That's that's the that's this lineup now. We talked about this. The Yankees' best lineup now is with uh, Stanton, Judge, and Gallo in the outfield, and Voigt is your DH. Yeah. I mean, you can you can look and say that this defense. How much better has these guys looked? Since Anthony, you know, Anthony Rizzo is a supreme defensive player. You can't understate that. That's the that's another reason why you're talking about not caring about if Glaber Torres comes back or not. It's not because of what Andrew Velasquez does at the plate. It's because he runs circles around mm-hmm. Glaber Torres at shortstop. What was that? The play that that ended the Boston series? Yeah, and you know what? what and not to play. be and not to be an asshole, but if that's Glaber Torres and Luke yeah. Voigt trying the, to make that play, the Yankees lose that fucking face is game. Clear. That's probably mm-hmm. inside of Parker. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's real. God damn it. All right, Cartman. Okay, we got Eric Eric Cartman on the air. (laughs) Colorado, go ahead. Okay, so. I mean, it was a. I mean, when's the last time you can remember a week like this? I mean, I would have loved a stress free week. But but you want to know what's crazy, dude? They're on. They're nine and oh. Dude. A perfect week. How crazy is it that. If you go back to when we recorded that show on Sunday that came out for release on Monday, it was a completely different Mon- feel. Sun, if you if you go back to Sunday, it's like, you know, this team did what it had to do. Yeah, would you have liked it? Whatever. But, you know, seems like things are really... St- and then it's like they fucking have a nine-game tear. 
And and that's baseball season. They cap it off, and you're looking at a completely different season now. I tweeted this again the other day too. There's the Yankees were fucking down and out, and we and we all were just felt like they were hopeless. There's one team with more wins than the New York Yankees right now in the American League. One. Yeah, and it's a team to chase. Yes. I'm trying to find a, a tweet from earlier this this week here. Because uh, it was just, it just goes to show you, like, um, that they've been getting contributions from a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's key uh, too. I mean, that's when you know a team's really feeling it. Here, look at this. This was a sweep game against Boston. The Yankees swept Boston, and the stars of the game were Andrew Velasquez and Andrew Heaney. Yeah, got to give Base- props to Heaney, man. Baseball, Andrew Susan, is- baseball. Got to give props to well, Susan. Joey man. jacked one, and uh, you still have a little on your cheek there. <laughs> Better get a napkin because Joey jacked one all over your face, Susan. <laughs> props to props to everyone in the starting rotation. Yeah, it just doesn't uh, matter yeah, who the Yankees really. are throwing out there. It, they're stepping up. They're stepping up big time. They don't even have I mean, guys that they were supposed to have at this point. They're supposed to have Herman. They're supposed to have Kluber. They're supposed to have Severino by now. Corey Kluber is a starting, starting pitcher. pitcher. Corey Didn't Kluber. you have a poll? This week or what? Yeah, I mean, we're getting there. We're almost done. Okay. Okay. I mean, you want to talk about Andrew Heaney real quick. I mean, if that's his contribution to the Yankees. It's a big one. It's a fucking big one. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So you... You've officially uh, are worth whatever Brian Cashman gave up. Yes, you you hit that mark. All right, so we did run a poll uh, today just to see where the fan base is at. Um, Where will the Yankees finish the 2021 regular season? AL East champs, top wild card, second wild card, or out of the playoffs? We'll start with SGR. You are allowed to change your mind from when we asked this question a few weeks ago, where do you think the Yanks are ending right now? Do you remember what we said a few weeks yeah, ago? I'm pretty sure we all. I don't know if you said were wild card. I don't know if I'm you were the only here. one that this that, that maybe said something different, but I didn't think they were making playoffs. Yeah, I, I will admit I, it. I feel like I said maybe they would if they just beat their division opponents. I don't know. I can't remember, but I, I think they. You know, you look at the Yan. I know the Rays have a pretty favorable schedule, but so do the Yankees. I know they have a twenty games. Uh, 20 games in 20 days stretch at some point in September, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing, playing the they're playing Cleveland. They're playing the Mets. They're playing the Rangers. They're playing, I mean, you know, some pretty poor teams are the twins. Again, I think they have uh, just that makeup game. Um, Imagine the twins. You have to come to New York for my thing for is one game in September. Yeah. <laughs> they they might actually forfeit. file paperwork for the commissioner's <laughs> office to forfeit the yeah. game. <laughs> but I always say that I think that, if you're within four games of the division going into September, then you put yourself in a position to win the division. And the way that the Yankees are playing and the schedule that they have ahead of them, there's no reason they shouldn't win this division now. So that's your pick. You say they're winning. Yeah, the I'm division. going division. Right. Aim for the stars. Um, I'd say that just based on what I'm seeing now from this team, there's no way they don't complete the goal of winning the division. I don't care how well the Rays are playing right now. There's just no, there's no way in my mind, if this is truly who the Yankees are, that this team does not do what it takes to win the division. 
Yeah, the problem is, is that they're, we just said the Rays are going to rip off 15 in a row, and you know the Yankees are going to lose a game or two. So uh, they'll probably be five out in the next couple of weeks. It's just a good way to look at it. Get it to within three by that the last series. You don't want to be in a situation where, I, you obviously. To, where you have to sweep them. So my goal going into that final series is to be a game out. Like if I'm a game out, then I feel good about, you know, you win the series, you win the division. Mm-hmm. Um, problem is, can the Yankees shave three games off from then till now? It's going to be tough, especially, like you said, there's a lot of patsies in, in both teams' schedule. And if the Rays – and this is the problem with the Yankees and the Rays right now is that the Yankees have been matched in this hot streak of theirs because the Rays are on an equal hot streak. Maybe they're a game or two worse. So they've been able to knock off from, what, five to, to – or six to four? You know, so if the Rays continue to match them, even as the Yankees can play, you know, 700 baseball or whatever it is, that that final season, that final series might not even mean anything if the Rays don't cool down a little bit. And then you still you still have to expect some type of regression from the Yankees. I know we said it last week or two weeks ago that they're going to stub their toe along here somewhere along the way. Right. Yankees. So if they if they do that, they have they have a series where they stub their toe. They lose two out of three and the Rays just continue to go. Right. I mean, you look know, at the Yankees situ- were six games behind uh, Tampa in the loss column on August 1st. They're only four games behind them now. So that just shows. Yeah. I mean, that's when you're two games four, when you're four out, you can't afford any situation where you go on, even if you lose like four out of five at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. No, and, yeah. And especially if Tampa's winning four out of five, then you're so done. my honest, honest without being a Yankee fan and my rah rah, I've. They're going to win the first wild card. I mean, anything less than that is a disappointment now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't, what, you can't tell me. Now. I mean, you can't tell me that they just barely snuck in as a second wild card now. That can't happen. They mm-hmm. can't miss the playoffs now. Not that they could six weeks ago, but it would have been more acceptable based on the trash that was being put out yes. there. This is a legitimate championship team right now. And well, I'm only saying that they, I don't know if they can win a division based on the fact that the Rays have a four-game lead with 40 games to play, and it's not going to be easy to make that up. Well, our expectations of, of the Yankees now kind of goes along the same lines of what we said about Boone keeping his job, where the bar was so low, was lowered so much, that either he got fired then and there, or if this team somehow picked it up to the level that they're on now, maybe you lower you lower your expectations as to what helps him keep his job at this point. And is I there think, any way that they win it they win they don't win the World Series that you say Aaron Boone can come back next year? One hundred percent right now. I mean, right now if this team continues playing the way they do and and showing up uh look, like I said, this team I felt so I felt like there was just Nothing going right for this team. I didn't see this happening. I got to give a lot of credit to Boone because I gave him a lot of credit for the shit that we were seeing. I got to say it, it. Give me a give me a very competitive run up into the playoffs, depending on where you end up, and give me a decent run in the playoffs, man. And I'm I'm sitting here going, this guy turned this team around at least and made him a, you know one of the favorites again. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be a guy that flip-flops all the time, but again, I just feel like this is not the same. Just like we're saying, it's not the same Yankees. This is not the same Aaron Boone that was managing his team six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This is a different guy out there. 
Well, well, so. I'm going through. I'm trying to find the last poll you did when when you asked the Yankee fans uh, on Twitter what they thought, where they thought the Yankees would end up if they would make the playoffs or not. And uh, I scrolled through on June 27th. You asked if the Yankees should buy, sell, or whatever at the deadline, and a majority, a good majority of of everyone said to sell. Everyone wanted to sell. Yeah. yeah, and that was probably, they were probably like. And it wasn't close. Yeah, that was probably, they were at a low point there. They probably dropped to like a game o- over. And that's the thing that people don't uh, talk about enough is that when the Yankees were as bad as they were in that Mets series, that we might want to say that was the lowest point of the season for them. They never fell below 500. Yeah, they never had to dig themselves out of that hole. Okay. And that's important as well. Yeah, June 7th. Will the 2021 New York Yankees make the postseason? 56% no. 44% yes. And you fast Bam. forward to today is August 22nd, and you ask where will they finish? 3% say out of the postseason. 3% say second wild card. 43% top wild card. And 51% said they'll, they're winning the division. <laughs> it's not even that they'll just make the postseason anymore. No, only three percent say they won't make it. It's not even that they won't make the postseason. It's not even that they won't make the last position of the postseason, or even the shit, the top wild card, which is you know whatever. Two months ago, you would have been like, "Fuck yeah, I'll take it." Now it's we expect them to win the division, and that's fucking great. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I'll take it. So you know how the, you know you we've been doing this long enough. We know how everything is reactive to the current but situation. but you yes, and you know what this one's fair because this one was truly you're watching something completely transform. This wasn't yes. like 19 games into the season this year when everyone's like this fucking team sucks, and no, that's fucking irrational. But on June 7th, I think I could confidently say I did not believe this team had what it took to to make the postseason. Yeah, and I can say probably up until middle of July, I didn't think this team had what it took to make the postseason either. This is we keep saying this, and people have to understand it. This wasn't you. This is not somebody trying to like. Oh, you said the Yankees were making the postseason. Here's your tweet. Let me make fun of you for it. These are. This is not the same team. No, this is not the same team. If you've been it's watching, not the same team, manager. No, it's not the same manager. It's not the same team. There is something different happening. There's been a change uh, in that clubhouse, and that is why your opinion has changed on this team and the expectations correct. for it. And our expectations for you are to go to patreon.com slash NYYST and become a patron of the show. Uh, there's an off day Wednesday. Hopefully, we'll have some bonus content out for you uh, Wednesday to talk about the Brave series. Uh We'll see what happens. You know, life always gets in the way, but our goal is to always uh, give our, our our supporters, loyal supporters, extra bonus content. And even if we don't give it to you, you'll get a code for 40% off merch and you can use it to cop the brand new Gallon Rizzo Italian Bakery Shop. Chill, the, home of the, sw- the home of the swinging cannoli, okay? Gobble. You can go home and, and swing your fucking cannoli while Joey yeah, Jack's one. Get the, cream, okay? get the cream out of there in the middle, okay? okay. The cream out of the middle. That's uh, always, that's always should this. always be your goal to get the cream uh-huh. out of the middle. Yeah, love, right? a, love a good cannoli. You right, just reminded me. All this talk reminded me seven years ago today proposed to my wife oh yeah yeah seven years today (laughs) big secret by the way swinging cannoli yeah you swung cannoli there okay okay 
swung the old uh-huh. cannoli. Chris swung his cannoli that night. Actually, I blacked out. I don't even. I was so nervous, and you were in Vegas. Like Vegas. I was in Vegas. Yep. I would love to know if you pulled guys honestly that proposed, and we don't have to go deep into the woods in this because I want to wrap up here. Of how many guys actually remember the moment they proposed? Because I don't either. I I remember <laughs> it, but I until I, my knee hit the ground. And then I just, I don't even we know if I said, engaged. will you marry me? I don't even know if I talked. We had gotten engaged in front of the boardwalk sign. And there's a D and my wife's, my wife's maiden name starts with a D. And she said <laughs> yeah, that she wanted. The only wanted, D in her. There you go. <laughs> uh, and she said that she wanted to take the picture in front of D for her last name. And I was like, oh, here we go. I said, well, hopefully that's not the case for much longer. And I don't remember anything for the next From four From that moment minutes. on. Yep. Yeah, Agreed. I don't even remember asking her if she, if she would marry me. I don't remember if she said yes. She might not have, and I mean five. You know, I mean all these years later. Maybe she you did. fucking you yeah. hidden ball tricked her. I could have hidden ball tricked her. You don't know. I mean, I would. I would honestly want to know that. Like, that's a good question. Like, did you say we, yes? That's a good Fake thing. It till Apple Podcast five star rating and review. And in the review, fellas, if you're engaged, married. Do you remember the moment that yeah. you proposed to your wife? Let us know. That's, a, that's actually very interesting. Yeah, that's cute. Because, that's a cute, too. Yeah. Like, I think Chris knew. I knew. They weren't going to say no, but it's still the most nerve-wracking moment of your entire it life. It really is. Okay. okay. So, yeah, you know, congratulations to Christopher and Megan on their engagement seven years ago. Seven today. years ago, Chris and Meg. So there you go. Please, like we said, patreon.com slash NYYST. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review. Thank you very much for listening to episode 249. Thank you very much for your continued support of the show. SGR. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace. Uh.